This is Global Ambitions, your 15-minute window into the minds of localization and international go-to-market experts. Discover how they respond to their biggest challenges. Here's today's host. Hi, I'm Antoine Ray, and I will be your host today for this Global Ambitions podcast episode. And my guest today is Tim Arada. He's a partner at Local Solutions. Today, our topic is going to be the integration or lack of integration of the content workflow. Tim, welcome to the program. Antoine, thank you so much. It's really nice to be here. Can you briefly tell us about you and your, your background? Yeah, um, without giving the full, the full long biography, it's... Uh, most recently, I was at Apple for 11 years, then I kicked over to WhatsApp for a year and a half. And then after leaving, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And my partners and I, my partners, Melissa Biggs and Pablo Vasquez and I, ultimately decided to start Locale Solutions. And it's uh, kind of the first company of its kind with, we do localization consulting, and it's people from who have spent a great deal of time on the client side. And, you know, it's really interesting. At first, we thought our business was helping startups and medium-sized companies and maybe enterprises to start or improve their localization process. But like all entrepreneurs, we only had it about half right at the beginning. We also now work a lot with localization vendors. The vendors, yeah, and, of course. Yeah. Well, listen, without further ado, like let's uh, dive straight into the topic today. So you mentioned like uh, integration uh, workflow that seems to be one of the biggest challenge that you have faced in your role as a consultant or as a client. Can you tell us about what is the single uh, biggest challenge for that integration workflow? Boy, it's hard to name one, but we can start speaking about it generally, and then we'll hit a couple of others, yeah. So, and it doesn't matter, companies large and small, that the biggest challenge they have to getting to market quickly in terms of localization is this integration of not just the localization tools, say the TMS with something else, but it's kind of the, it's more interesting to think about this as the integration of the global content workflow. So if you think about the global content workflow, right? You just want to think about where something is authored, then how it gets pushed to localization, how it gets localized, comes back, pushed back into that tool and then published. So the ch- that's the biggest challenge that companies have and of all sizes. And it really runs across the board. Some companies do a great job of this, some not so much. Success is often a function of having a dedicated technology team. So that's really the grind at most places. Companies who have that dedicated technology team who can help them integrate no matter what have a lot easier time of it. Technology team as part of the localization team or outside of that? It could, you know, that's, sorry, that's a great question and a great point because it can work either way. So long as they are dedicated, you know, really dedicated to the global content workflow. And I won't just say localization tools, but the global content workflow, it can work. Some companies do have them as part of the localization team. It's very interesting you brought that up. But others, and I've been, I had the experience where it worked very, very well. And they were not part of the localization team, but they were dedicated. And what do you think, like the startups and so, and then when they move to enterprise level, are they victims then of the content explosion where they may start with just one or two systems at the beginning, you know, they might change systems, but also they might add new systems because they have to produce more content. Is that where the biggest kind of a, a challenge might be? You know, when the whole buzzword of digital transformation came up, mm-hmm. that's what I thought it was. I thought it was purely another buzzword, right? But the more I think about it, and 
it really does, it makes sense as something very, very new because just as you're talking about, it's like content is coming from a lot of different places now. That's not news to people, right? Mm-hmm. But to get wherever that content is coming from and then to get it localized and back into the publishing system you want it to, that is a new challenge. You know, when I spoke with you previously, we were kind of laughing about, it's not just a function of a company's growth. You know, maybe the company has the same amount of content that's being pushed through, but marketing wants a new, you know, global marketing system. Right. So that then has to be integrated and pushed into the global content workflow as well. So it's really interesting between digital transformation and just general change in a company plus growth that's where the, the critical nature of getting the support and making sure your global content workflow is working is really important. Biggest failure there, probably maybe on the client side or on the vendor side, because I can see a flourish of uh, translation mm-hmm. management system that claim to be integrated with all those systems. And then the vendors, the LSPs that claim to be integrated on their side with the supply chain, the translators, you know, and all the way back to publishing. So what's the biggest failure? What's not working, I guess? Well, let's, I tell you what, let's take the vendor out of the equation right now, because by the time it gets to the vendor, at least there's some translation management system, or maybe it's the vendor's own translation management system the client's using. So that's pretty seamless, right? But the problem is on the, you know, on the client side, when the people are creating the content, let's say in their content management system, how well integrated is that content management system with the translation management system or And it's not just a single content management system. Usually it could be the marketing content management system. It could be something else, you know, that's you also need to integrate to your translation management system. The other challenge is from the, on the client side mostly is, okay, that's great. You can spit it out, but can you auto publish that as well? And what happens when you have version changes when something is being translated? Um, And everywhere we go, it's people just don't have it locked down. I mean, some do, there's no question, right? Some really do, but it's an ongoing challenge and it's an ongoing challenge for everybody. Even if they have it locked down, they have to bring in another technology where you have to worry about the integration. And, and you generally, some companies do, a minority do, they have the technology team to do the integration, but others it's kind of beg, borrow and steal resources. So the lack of dedicated resources to get this integration going. They don't have the technology, the technology specialist who can successfully do the integration. I think it's really that simple because on the client side, everyone understands it's like, okay, this is a better content management system or this is really for our purposes, a superior translation management system. But the conversation about how those are gonna talk to each other and how, very importantly, how it gets from the translation management system back to the content management system and then published in all these languages, that's something that can be forgotten about. And if you have those dedicated technological resources, that really, really helps. And you can have the conversations about how does this look? How do we test it? Um, and failure to do so often ends in, uh, I dare say, we're back to manual processes, right? Right. Okay. And can you think of examples where you've worked with some of those companies and they have somewhat successfully done that integration or are we still as like a complete failure? And now I'm going back to personal experience and the clients. It's really and truly a mixed bag, right? You've got some companies right now who have dedicated 
technology teams and full awareness of that global content workflow. And on the other extreme, you have the opposite. It's kind of chaos, right? Where everything is, everything is a big ask, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, so it, it really is across the board. That's why I think it's such an interesting topic, by the way, because in some form or the other, most companies really do encounter this and need to overcome this. And that might be a question outside of it. So if someone figures this out and build the right integration uh, team there, and they're going to integrate all their uh, content repositories with a workflow on the other side with a translation management system and all the way back to publishing, then what's the benefit? What are they getting out of this? Then? Oh, this is, you know, this leads us into a whole other thing. The whole benefit is we're back to digital transformation where people say, we need this critical content, you know, available in 20 languages in 48 hours, you know, something like that. It enables that. It enables speed. And that is probably the biggest thing right now. Well, not only it enables speed, but it enables you to get to, again, the, it's almost become cliche of meeting, meeting your user or customer where they want to be met on any platform, you know, how, how they want to digest your content, you know, give it to them wherever they want it. Yeah. And then I suppose in my own experience, I've seen that content has become fast, uh, more and more obsolete, you know, faster. Yeah. You know, and they had, had to be renewed. So there's always that constant update cycles that yeah. comes into play when you're talking about that speed of publishing. So Tim, can you tell us how maybe you've succeeded to get some of the teams that you've worked with to get to that content integration workflow? Yeah, very interesting. I have to tell you how I uh, how I failed and overcame it. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, there are a couple of good examples of that. The first thing is, and this is... I like talking about this. When I have succeeded, it's never been I. I have never succeeded by myself. So the reason I bring it up, I started in that regard is finding the proper partners to get the message across and then to make the integrations happen is critical. And why do you need partners to do this? Well, in my own experience, I didn't have access to all the people upstairs to make the decisions on the investments, right? Um, But my partners did, which you spread it out, you get more people involved. And that was really, really helpful. In fact, absolutely necessary. So just remember that you or I, I've never really achieved any of this by myself. All right. The other thing, kind of tips and tricks, Antoine, which I think is, is really funny, is you can and should, and I failed to do it early, I got better at it later, but you plan this whole concept of the shared goal. So with the shared goal, what you do is you take out any confrontation. You know, you would go to a big stakeholder and say, you know, what's your requirement for this type of content? And they say, we need this content bulletproof in all languages, you know, completely QA'd, delivered and published 48 hours after we originate it. It's like, that's great. And your answer to someone who's trying to push for this is, oh my God, that's my goal too. Oh, I'm behind that. I'm down with that. That's a great goal. And I want to support that. Okay. And and to get this done, here's what we need to do. That's where you can really, that's where what you're talking about and what you're trying to push a little bit, you know, within the company for the good of the company, that's when it's really most effective. It's like, yes, I believe you. I share this goal with you. So that's something I had to learn. Didn't do it too well out of the gate. I'm sure sure you did in some places. And it's interesting because I do believe that 
the localization team somehow sometimes is always wrongly placed. But I actually think in this case, they're, they're placed in the best position because they can reach out to all the different functions in the organization, whether that's marketing, uh, UI and product or international growth. There's really an access to all of the content that's been dealt across the organization. So if they manage to build the right sphere of influence, uh, like you said, and uh, contribute to those peers or uh, senior managers' goals, then they're on the winning uh, path there. No question, no question. One other thing that I found effective, again, kind of in the tips and tricks to anyone who's you know watching this, is when you're dealing with rational people and you establish the shared goals, right? One thing that is very effective with rational people, again, is that the question, you've got to get it out there. What happens if we don't do this? Okay. And to approach this in a very unemotional way is also very effective. I'll give you the example. You know, someone, a big stakeholder says, we need this, con the same stuff. We need this content delivered in 20 languages, you know, in 48 hours bulletproof, right? And you can simply say to them, well, if we don't implement this stuff that's going to help us integrate, we simply can't do it. So if we don't do it, we can get it to you in seven, we can get it in 72 hours. That won't be a problem. No, we need it in 48 hours. Well, it's very simple. If we don't do it, we can't achieve this. And they say, well, you have to make it work. It's like, can't do it. You know, and the more unemotional you are and more detached, yeah. they begin to have, they begin to get that concept of here's what happens if we don't do it. That's um, also been very helpful. Let me know because I might use that on t as a tip for managing my kids because they're very logical and I become irrational and say, because, because, because I said so, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, remember the two caveats I had is when you're dealing with rational right. people. <laughs> so there's exactly. that. Well, listen, Tim, thanks very much for participating in this podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you. Uh, it's been really fun to talk about this particular conversation. It's obviously near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. So thanks so much for getting it out there, Antoine. Thanks for tuning in to Global Ambitions. Subscribe at globalambitions.net or wherever you get your podcasts.